Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, the Philippians 4.13 battle cry. We all know it. We all quote it. We all stand on it. It gives us great confidence in our abilities through Christ when we hear it. But where this verse really shines is in the realization that it's not actually about our abilities, but rather it's about our inabilities. When we look at the full context of the verse, we see that Paul was expressing his contentment to suffer and to endure hardships and affliction for the sake of humility. The church of Philippi had sent him some form of support, and though he thanked them for it, he also made a point to inform them that sometimes what looks like a curse is really a blessing in disguise. For him, after much seeking the Lord to remove an affliction from him, he had come to realize that in actuality he needed it, at least for a season. He had come to know himself enough to understand that because of the mighty way that God was using him, and the great revelation that he was giving him, that Paul needed the affliction to keep him humble and to remind him of his dependency on God. It reminded Paul that though used mightily by God, he was just the man after all. And it was only the power of God coming through him that was actually doing these great things and not he himself, and not only for Paul's sake, but for the people's also. Because that seeing his feebleness in affliction, they were also reminded of Paul's humanity, and were more able to separate that from the power of God coming through him, rather than from him. Which had they not had this constant visual reminder, would have most likely began to worship Paul rather than God, making him an idol. This is why Paul said that he more rather to boast in his infirmities and weaknesses that the power of God might rest upon him. God trusted him with great power because that he did not try to take credit for it. God will not share his glory with another, my friend. Make sure that you return all praises to him. Paul looked past himself and had come to realize the purpose in his pain. And because of that, was he able to bear it with gratitude, knowing that this was much bigger than him. Going back in that passage to verse 11 for a little bit more context, we read this. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned, in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. 
everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me see it's not just the great and mighty things that we tend to apply this phrase to that Paul was actually speaking of he was really saying that God gives him the strength to endure affliction to be pressed and broken to be despised and rejected that in his weakness God's strength might be made more evident it was in the seat of affliction that Paul learned to stand for God we tend to want to hide our flaws and frailties but Paul realized that when people see how weak we are it shows them how strong God is that's why he so often uses the least to do the greatest things in the kingdom now I'm not talking about sin here for we know that we are commanded to be holy even as Christ is holy as stated in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16 rather I'm talking about physical afflictions pressings crushings emotionally difficult situations when Paul said these words in this passage he was talking about physical limitations here not spiritual ones the limitations of the flesh not of the Holy Spirit who is limitless in his graces our physical flaws our frailties our limitations remind others that the great things that we do for God are not done by us but simply through us by him he gets the glory and that's the way that it should always be my friend in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 6 Paul said this for though I would desire to glory I shall not be a fool in other words even he was tempted at times to take a little credit and to boast and to glory in the things that he had been done nevertheless he said I'm not crazy enough to do it I'm no fool I know where the source of my strength comes from for I will say the truth but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be or that he heareth of me and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh a messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore Paul says will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me therefore do I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecutions and in distresses for Christ's sake for when I am weak then am I strong because you see my friend it is when the flesh is broken that the spirit can more easily flow through it 
O Holy Ghost, take control. Don't let us fight you. Let our flesh be weak, that your strength might be seen. So that in this do we have to see that you have no need to ever let the devil tell you that you are unqualified to be used by God. That you are too crippled, too ill, too young, too old, too uneducated, too despised, or any other such lie. Because in actuality, these are the most qualified of all peoples. Because that it is only when the world sees the impossible strength of God coming from humble vessels that they know that they cannot deny the strength, power, and majesty of the God operating on the inside of them. It's a powerful testimony when our weakness allows the strength of God to shine forth in all of its glory. This is the essence. This is the essence of what is expressed in Revelations chapter 12, verse 12, when it says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and that we love not our lives unto the death, being willing to give it. It's when you tell people of the places that his grace saved you from, of how he healed, of how he gave sight to your blindness, of how he set you free from your bondages, of how the enemy was overcome and you were given strength in your darkest hour, how he was your light in the darkness, how he was power in your weakness, how he was your rescuer when you so desperately needed him. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we read this, Neither is there salvation from any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Oh Lord, let us get this revelation in our spirit that you pour more grace on the humble, but the proud you abase. Those who try to take credit will be dethroned and replaced. Those who are willing to speak of how you saved them, of how you pulled them up out of the miry pit and set their feet upon a rock, put them to dancing and praising and professing how amazing your grace is. They're the ones you're going to trust with a mighty outpouring. Oh Lord, you use the least of us. Let us glory in our weaknesses, when men revile us, when they despise us, when they reject us and come against us, when we are broken before your feet. Oh, how sweet affliction is when it drives us to your presence. Oh Lord, I wouldn't trade my wildernesses for any palace because it was in those fiery furnace and trials of affliction that I was the closest to my king. 
because you're always willing to come and stand for and with the weak. You are the defender of the defenseless. Our shield and our buckler, our strong tower that the righteous run into, and they are safe. You are the king of the remnant. You are worthy of our praise. Let all men's attention be turned to you now and always. And let us decrease that you might increase in every situation. O oh Lord, we are content to offer you praises to be your humble servants in those lowly, unseen places, ministering unto you, that you might minister to this generation and change it. They've been sold the lies of vanity, prosperity, fame, and attention. They need to know the humility of the king and the beauty of the kingdom that they've been missing, running after the gods of materialism. Lord, equip us to be a right demonstration. Let us not only speak your message, let us be it, like Paul was. For all of the great and mighty miraculous things that were done, he himself, his life, was the real demonstration. He overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. He loved not his own life, his own things, his own pride, even unto the death. He was willing to give up everything that he might gain Christ and help others to count it all as dung, even his reputation. For it is better to be commended by God than by men. And I would rather be despised and rejected in this earth like my Jesus if it means that I will receive the applause of heaven. For our goal, like Paul, is this, to run our race with endurance and on that final day to hear the words of our Savior saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter in to your rest, thou blessed of the Lord. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.